Hello and welcome back to the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. As always, it is your host, Nick Zararis, and today i got a really fun episode for you guys. Talked with my new friend, Dave, about the intersection of art and hockey. There's a lot of jersey talk in here. There's logo design in here. There's an air of optimism that I usually don't have on the show because I'm so miserable about the Rangers lately. And it was just refreshing to talk with someone who has such a genuine enthusiasm for hockey and how they express, how he expresses his art using hockey as a muse is just, his art is awesome. I, whenever Dave publishes anything on his Twitter, it's always, always something I'm talking about with a few of my other friends, but Before I get to the conversation with Dave, I do, do have to remind everyone to help support the show, whatever platform you see it on, if it's on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, bump it, help other people find it. On top of bumping the show, giving it a nice little signal boost, you can also subscribe to the show on whatever uh, podcasting platform you like to use, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, follow you're using Apple Podcasts because Apple controls the world, you do have the added responsibility of leaving a review and leaving a written review. So on the show's page on Apple Podcasts, you scroll past the most recent episodes. There are going to be five clear purple stars. Hit the one furthest to the right. That's leaving a five-star review. Beneath that is a button with purple letters that says, write a review. If you have a minute, Please leave some word of, words of encouragement. Support your content creators. We're all busting our asses out here trying to give you guys some good content. So, to set the table for today's show, today is a little bit more upbeat, just a general... This is hockey romanticism at its finest. Just two dudes shooting the shit, reminiscing, being upbeat about the positives of hockey because yes hockey has a lot of shit it needs to figure out there's some really really dark cultural clouds that need to be solved and removed from the game but at its core hockey does a great job of bringing people together if you can find the right pocket of people to congregate with which is what i found in the process of doing this show is there are so many people who feel the same way about sports the way i do and It's been part of why this show is so fun. The whole idea of this show is it's four sports fans talking to other sports fans with the craziest sports fan as the ringmaster here keeping the circus in line. So I had a very fun time talking with Dave. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! And with that, to talk art and to talk hockey and apparently baseball now. How are oh, we doing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Ah, man. Art and hockey, I've got you. I am uh, still a baseball noob, but, you know, I'm Everyone collecting things somewhere. by the... Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean... It's been an interesting off-season. It's been... Oh, God, yes. Yeah, there's been a lot going on, but that hasn't stopped me. I'm still... It's kind of nice to have just, like, I guess I can draw whatever during this off-season rather than kind of keeping up with what's actually happening with my teams. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's been a good time so far. 
So. All right, let's jump on into it. The obvious question I have to start with, were you an art person first or a sports person first? Because usually these two things don't go together. So when I find someone who it's merges them true. together, I, I, I'm curious. So which, which came first? Was it the chicken or the egg? So for me, it had to be art. I've been doing art since I was like a little kid, like whole life I've been drawing. Um, but yeah, I got into... I was never like huge into sports when I was younger, um, like 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 as, as like a kid, um, mostly because I was like an art kid. I was very much like inside and drawing, <laughs> not doing you know team sports. But I eventually like my dad had always been very into sports. He used to play basketball. Like he was very into sports and so he would take me and like growing up in dc he would take me to a lot of like dc sports so we went to basketball games pretty often um we'd go to baseball games and then eventually we started going to hockey games and like you know i was kind of since i wasn't super into sports like a lot of it was just like is this gonna be over soon like whenever like i'll go to this with my dad but like i don't really know what's going on and then I went to a hockey game and I was like, oh man, like now this, now this I can get into. So that was the one that really stuck. What is it about hockey that kind of resonated with you different? Obviously in person, hockey is just so, hockey in person is the best sport for a reason. I mean, it's probably the easiest sport to explain to a little kid. They're going to try yep. and get that little thing in there, and the other team is going to try and stop them from doing that. And it's visually so striking where it's just, you know, people skating at full speed into each other. And, like, when you're, like, 10, yeah. it's like, this is this is the best thing I've ever seen. Exactly. That, that was what was, I think, really, like, so impactful about it was just, like, it didn't stop yeah. every two seconds. It didn't have, like those constant breaks that a lot of other sports have. There was always something happening. You could follow it super easy. It was, so that was always just like, like right away, that was super exciting. And hockey kind of became like the sport that I really started following and being into and like actively being a fan of. Um, so yeah, um, definitely like art came first, but then hockey followed like not too long after. Um, I would say like I kind of started intertwining the two fairly early too um, because like I had like the idea that I, I don't really like going to sports like I'll always remember my first hockey game like I brought my big old sketchbook with me oh. like I was like because I used to just like sit and draw like everywhere I went so I was like I brought this with me and like I remember like oh I'm going to like draw the hockey players after like that game because I was like this was so fun I need to do that so that was something that I started like doing fairly early on um was kind of I would draw hockey art here and there um but I definitely didn't like share it on the same scale that I do now um yeah so they they've been pretty tied together for me from the beginning so what what are your earliest hockey memories? Give me like a time frame. Like what era oh. capitals are we talking about? Are we talking like Semin, Ovechkin, like that group so like the early the 2010s? Year, the year that I really got into hockey was a good a good year to be a Cavs fan, which was the 2009-2010 season. Yeah. Um, because that was when my dad had started getting really into it because he was like 
like we have to start paying attention to this team like they're doing really good like this is like the time so that was when I really started like going to a lot of games um our like playoff run like we went to basically like all of those home games and watched that unfortunate um fall from grace after president's trophy <laughs> but like yeah so that's where I really got super duper into it was that was a great time I was very attached like to that like team um yeah so it was a good era to be a Capitals fan and I think for and really for a long time like I only paid attention to the Capitals like <laughs> I did not like pay attention to any other team I didn't follow any other team but I think that's the way a lot of people start out is they only obsess over their own team and then you slowly get indoctrinated into the sport and it's like, wait, there's more hockey I can watch. There are other people who are as crazy as me that I can talk with about. So I want to learn more about their team so I can talk with them. It feeds into itself. I definitely exactly. understand that. Yep. And like a lot of it, I think, had to do with the fact that I just kind of was by myself enjoying hockey for like mm -hmm. such a long time. Like. I like while I was growing up it was always the thing like my dad was like if you ever have like any friends that want to come to a game with us like they can come and like none of my friends wanted to go like I, I, I just like did not really hang out with that crowd so it was very much just like me and hockey by ourselves for a very long time um but yeah luckily that has changed in the recent times so it's it's been very nice to not only have more people to talk about it with, but ju then just like, even just fairly recently with like sharing my art more and like being on hockey Twitter, like really opening that up and like meeting a lot more people that are very fun to talk to about it. So it's it's been good. Definitely have uh, branched out from just being a Cavs fan, so. <laughs> That's one of the things that for all of the problems that hockey Twitter has, you can find some really cool people in that space to really either just if you're a creator trying to share your art or just, you know, someone you want to talk to. So you're not just staring at the wall. Like you said, it's for all of its faults at its essence, at its basis. It's a good thing because, you know, we all need people to talk to about our hockey psychosis because the, the, yeah. the people who don't get hockey <laughs> don't get it. Yeah, and hockey like, is doing things to your brain. <laughs> yeah, there, there really, there really is something to that. Like, there's no like sane hockey fans. It's either you're all the way in and like this is your mo your most passionate thing, or you're not really in it the way the rest of us are. Because it really does seem something about hockey just. The fandom, I hate using the word fandom because I feel like I'm talking about music, but the way hockey fandom is, it really is such an intense feeling where you can develop feelings for other teams that you're not emotionally invested in, where you're watching someone in the playoffs and you see something crazy happen. And hockey's just, what when it's right, there's something about it that other sports just can't replicate. It's true. It's, hockey is a, is a, a very emotional sport. It's yeah. very easy to get extremely invested in these teams while you yeah. watch them. Uh, there, there's something about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely been fun to kind of, like having experienced that so much with just like me and my family watching hockey together, like it's really been fun to, kind of open up to like a greater like world seeing everyone like post about the same game while it's on yes. like 
kind of bring some of my other friends into star watching and stuff like that. So it's it's been good. It's been very good. What type of fan would you say you are? Are you the type where you're just here for the vibes? You want to have as much fun as possible? Or are you, uh, I'm going to critique every decision because this team is slowly killing me and I want them to be smarter. What kind of fan are you? I am 100% a like no stats, only vibes kind of fan. Um, and I mean, like I can get, I can, I can talk some stats. Like I can get into the more serious stuff if someone really wants to talk about it but like at the end of the day like I do watch hockey because I think it's fun like I think yeah. that it is fun I like the the as I say the narrative of it yeah. <laughs> it's it's just like it's fun to watch and I care less about like I don't know like I want my team to be good obviously yes. but I'm, I have fun watching my team almost regardless uh it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I, I'm not really someone to get like mad at my team for doing okay. bad. Um, like there's times where like, I, I think like in this last playoff run, like our game, one of our games against the Bruins, the Caps and the Bruins, like I was at the point where I was like, oh, turn this off. I'm not watching. And then like someone scored in the third period and I was like, turn it back on, turn it back on. You never know what might happen. So I think it's just, I feel like I've witnessed too much hockey where you really do see those unbelievable moments where it's like they're down by so much and then they come back in the last like couple minutes and like and I think that's what's so fun about the sport for me is it really can like change just in the blink of an eye um so much happens out on the ice so it's like no matter how like bad my team's doing like I always hold on that hope I'm always like and even if we lose this game, we'll get him next game. You never know. Please teach me. Please teach me this, Dave. <laughs> Please teach me how to do this because I feel the soul leaving my body sometimes. I'm so mortified watching my team be bad. I mean, so, it hurts. You, like, you, I, I you gotta teach us. You need a hockey vibes 101 class. That's what we need. Yeah, just welcome to the the Dave School of Thought when watching yes. hockey. <laughs> just decompress this is supposed to be fun this is supposed to be a hobby entertainment not the sole force your life orbits around come on balance, balance. i mean like i've i've definitely been in like <laughs> emotional i still get like in my feelings like <laughs> but it like i said it's more about I, I i like having fun i just like watching hockey so i yeah. the more teams i enjoy the more i get to watch hockey i enjoy so that's that's kind of where i am <laughs> oh that's where i'm at now too where it's i'm actively avoiding watching the rangers a lot of the time we're like it's on one of the tvs but like i'm more watching like you know i want to see the senators play someone and lose seven to five like i'm just here for the vibes and then my team is killing me slowly that i i can do yeah. both sides of the, my brain i have two sides of my brain for that where it's actively watching my team and then i just want to have fun so i'm gonna watch every other team like Watching the Oilers this year was silly. Just watching McDavid and Dreisaitl do whatever they wanted to whoever they were playing yep. against yep. was amazing. <laughs> it's always good to have those kind of like my like chill teams where I can go yeah. from like, like I love the Caps no matter what, but obviously when they like, they disappoint me and I'm like, come on guys, I care about you. Like, let's, let's go, it's fine, but like, please. So it's kind of nice to then I can just like, go watch the bolts and like yeah i'm watching the bolts like yeah do pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but. 
All right, no. so circling back towards the art side of things, what's your process like? Talk to me. Explain, like, do you see something specific that stands out to you, or are you just kind of going with what happens? Or uh, Walk me through what your process is like, because I know it's different for everyone. So I've been an artist a, and, like, a fan artist for a long time. Um, it's been basically, like, my job for the past couple years, like, has been pretty much my full-time job has just been making art. Um, so I'm usually very used to like doing art for like shows or games or things like that. So I'm already quite used to the process of like something new comes out, I'm gonna make a thing for it. Like that's how I like to work. I like to, when I'm really invested in something, like as soon as something with inspiration hits me, I like to then start working on a piece, get it out, boom that's what's like super exciting for me so like it's very fun like when the hockey season is going on and like playoffs was happening especially like it's fun to you have the game and like this thing happens or this happens and can immediately start working on something inspired by it and I'm really looking forward to regular season coming back to kind of be back in that zone it's like a constant um, cycle of inspiration so but yeah, I mean, usually I, I just kind of go with how I'm feeling for the day, like um, just in general with my art, like, I don't know, there might be something like I see a color or like a picture or something. And I'm like, I want to do a piece that's like inspired by this or like, like the past couple of days I've been really like digging like pastel colors. So then I was like, what do I want to draw? I want to draw something orange. Let's draw some Oilers art. Like, so that's kind of how I'm working right now with my without having like specific topical moments to be drawing art for. It's kind of just uh, like, what do I feel like drawing today? Which, which team will I, will I pick? So that's kind of where I am, but. Would you say this is something you draw every day because you want to stay sharp at it? Or is it because you're doing it for fun or some combination of both? Uh, definitely some combination of both. I mean, as far as my work as an artist, I have drawn every day for like, like basically every day for like years at this point. I draw every day, like not because I necessarily have to, but just because I want to and I enjoy it. Like I sit down and I'm just like listening to like a podcast or watching a YouTube video and like I want to be drawing while I'm doing that. Um, pretty much a lot of my downtime, I just draw and usually that is just I end up drawing whatever I'm super into at the moment so um, right now I've been really enjoying making hockey stuff so it continues to be hockey um, but yeah so I, I draw all the time um, and having something that's very inspiring and that provides me with lots of ideas and that is fun I mean I love portrait work more than anything so this is kind of the perfect avenue for that like mixing a sort of more illustrative style and like being able to bring my own like personal spin as far as like colors and like stylization um, to just like portrait work, which I really enjoy and is very relaxing to me. So it's, it, it works really well <laughs> with working with hockey. So. No so you mentioned before that you started out just bringing a sketchbook everywhere and eventually you, at some point you transitioned to digital art, which is what I see a lot of your work. So what was, how different is that switchover explaining it to someone who knows nothing about art, who's oh, extended art, went to like sixth grade art and it was like, <laughs> you know, you make a pot, you paint a painting and that's it. So 
walk me through a little bit what the transitioning from drawing in a sketchbook to digital art is like. You don't have to get too technical, yeah, but just how different is it? Yeah, it's it's there's stages of difference because I have been working digitally for quite a few years now, and I used to work on um, like now, like I work on an iPad, so that's mm -hmm. a very like it's a kind of like one-to-one -one comparison to like drawing with a pencil on paper. Like you have your pencil, you can see the image you're drawing, you're drawing right on it, which is very similar to like working on a piece of paper. Um, whereas that's like, they've been around for a long time, but they used to be a lot less accessible to have like a tablet with a screen that you could draw on. So I have, I started doing digital art years ago on like a, more traditional tablet where you have to look at the computer screen for your image and you're just drawing on like a black square basically. <laughs> and so that's a very, I'd say that is a very different um, transition between drawing on a piece of paper in a sketchbook and drawing on like just a non-screen tablet because you have to get used to that sort of like dissonance between what you're drawing on your hand and what you see on the computer screen. So that was a very different process for me, but I am very thankful for it. Um, it made me a lot more like, I guess, like bold with my lines. Um, and now that I've been able to transition to working on an iPad, I would say I was able to blend like the best of both worlds. Um, it's really such an efficient tool. And I've been so happy with my work since I started working that way, um, just because it has that precision that you get when you work in a sketchbook. I work traditionally and do a lot of like traditional paintings, not as much anymore, just because it's like, it's more expensive to buy those materials and have canvases yeah. and it takes up a lot of space. So working digitally is a lot more cost effective and better for when you live in a small apartment. Um, so it's, it's really been like, it's been a long journey to get where I am artistically, but like currently with like the current technology, it's not very different from working on a piece of paper and a sketch pad. So I, I'm very glad to, to be where I am and be able to kind of take all those skills I've learned over many mediums over the years and just kind of be able to just carry them around with me and just whip them out whenever. So, yeah. My sixth grade art teacher would be mad at me if I didn't ask. When you sit down to draw specific things are you trying to say something or convey a particular expression or emotion in the work you're portraying or is that something that kind of happens subconsciously for you when you're creating i mean there's definitely some stuff like obviously when you work as an artist you're making lots of different things like there's definitely a lot more like original works and things like that that are obviously a lot more like emotionally heavy or yes. like i'm trying to really like portray something with this but um, like I said, I do a lot of fan works and those are kind of fun because like if I'm doing something per se, like, like something based off of a movie or a video game or something like that, I can definitely pull from like whatever themes are in that piece of media. Um, and I think like something that I actually really like so much about hockey art um, and like sports art in general is you have a lot of freedom to be kind of like, you aren't really held down by like the themes of a piece of media or like trying to say something necessarily. Um, but yet hockey itself, like I said, it's a, such a, it's like an emotional sport. Like yeah. there's like, you, there's a lot of energy that's, that comes from watching it. 
And I find that really inspiring. I think that it's really cool to kind of get to extrapolate what I feel watching a game and like just put that out in like kind of my own vision. And there's not really like a right or a wrong way to do that. Or like, does someone, will this come across properly? Cause it's like, it can kind of just be cool. It can kind of just be fun, yeah. which is, is a nice break sometimes from like having to really think about like a greater composition and like symbolism and things yeah. like that when I'm putting together a piece. It really can just be like, it's all just like cool visuals, like good energy, like that's what I want to put forward. So there's a lot of freedom when it comes to making sports art, which I appreciate a lot. <laughs> it definitely comes across the good vibes that come. Your art definitely conveys good vibes from the hockey stuff I've seen, the sports stuff I've seen. You're conveying immaculate vibes. The vibe Thank check. You. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I could hope. Like I said, like I said, hockey is. I watch hockey because it's fun for me. I want my yeah. art to be fun. So. So let's transition more towards the hockey side of things now. You've been very adamant about your capital. So let's start with the obvious. They did finally win their Stanley Cup, and now they've kind of just, they're looking at each other, what do we do now? That's kind of the energy I'm getting, where it's like, we did yeah. we did what we wanted to do. We're here to hang out now. Ovi's all our boss. We listen to what he wants to do. That's kind of the energy I'm picking up from the Capitals yeah, right it's, now. It's the, the Washington Capitals retirement home right now. <laughs> that's, honestly, that's fine with me. I'm like, I'm very much in the camp of like, hey, we've got Ovi for this much longer. Let's break like those records. Like let's focus on that because I have full confidence that like, even if it's after the OV era, like I think we can win another cup. I think we can get there eventually. Like I, I right now, like having been like an Ovechkin fan for so long, having become a Capitals fan because of Ovechkin, um, obviously like I love like the Ovechkin and Backstrom duo like I want to yeah. just see them like do as well as they can I want to see Ovi continue to break those records like I think that a lot of Caps fans are kind of on the same page there where it's like yeah. we know we have kind of these limited next few years with like the team that we've known for so long and like the team leadership that we've known for so long um, so I think like, I, I just want to be able to enjoy watching the games with those guys yeah. playing still. Um, I don't necessarily care about like, we need to go like super far, like we need to get to the cup. We need to go super far in the playoffs. Like, I just want to have like really solid regular season games that are fun to watch. Like, so that's kind of where I am. I am continuously like blown away by Ovi. Like I was so happy to see him resign. Like, I feel like we all knew he was gonna resign, but like yeah. the, the the wicked ways of hockey, you never yeah. know until it's until like the post is out, the pen is on the paper, like you never know what they're gonna do. It was the same thing with like the expansion draft with, yeah. with Oshi. Like everyone's like, they're gonna protect Oshi, they're gonna protect Oshi. Like we're like, until they do, like I'm not saying anything, like I'm not putting anything off the table. I don't trust them. <laughs> but um so it's, I'm honestly happy with the state of the Capitals right now. I know there's a lot of Caps fans who are like, we need to get younger. We need to do some trades. We need to make some moves. And I'm like, like, I won't be mad if we do. I'd be happy to see some younger guys out there on the ice. And like, I want us to keep going and do well, but 
you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't have too much to complain about as a Caps fan. I really like the roster that we have right now. Um, I love like Hathaway and Dowd, Haglin, our fourth line is like a killer. Um, I'm very happy that we got VTech back because um, yes. I think that was having Sammy and VTech, like I'm happy with our goalies. I feel good about the situation. So uh, yeah, I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm ready to just kind of enjoy these next few years of like having like those core guys definitely be there because at this point it's like, yeah, we're probably going to end up like not having Ovechkin, Backstrom, Carlson, Kuzi, like all around like similar times. Yeah. So it's the end of an era for sure. Like I know I have a couple more years, but like <laughs> it's, it's after so long with like these guys, it is a strange thing to start thinking about in more concrete terms. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Cause like you, you've committed X number of years of your life to this group. You've never known mm -hmm. the capitals without this group of guys. So that is a dramatic change. Now that I have you here to talk about this, you need you need to tell me how the Capitals messed up their jerseys, man. How do you go uh, from the Screaming Eagle to the uh, red? Uh, it's just, the red is fine. The colorway is fine. Like, the Winter Classic one is fine. But how do you mess up going from the Screaming Eagle to, like, that weird red with Capitals with the hockey stick L? Like, uh, artistically, yeah. as, <laughs> just as a fan, like, how do you mess this up? The Screaming Eagle is it, so good. It hurts. Like, I love the Screaming Eagle jerseys, obviously. Who doesn't? Like, it's honestly so good. It's so good, and it works so well. I, we should just, like, the retro jerseys, like, we need to just make those the, like, go-to. Like, they are fantastic. Yeah. With the new colorway, like, it's yeah. perfect. Like, it, it's so perfect. I wish they would just make it the jersey because it's so much better than... I mean, obviously, like I'm biased, so like. Well, I'll yeah, still, it's your opinion. Still, yeah, I'll still, I'll still, I'll still defend like our our weird text logo. Yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. At least I like the red. Like. Yeah. But yeah, to have such a good logo and let it like slip through our fingers, and then essentially bring it back, show it off as like looking so good with the new colors, like. It looks so good in the stands. Every time you see someone in one of the retro rewind jerseys, it's like, man, why don't we just use those? So maybe they'll, I, I always have hope that, I wish that teams in general, not just the Caps, would kind of switch up logos more, be more exciting with jersey designs. Uh, as I think anyone who's kind of like in the more creative space has usually expressed and i know like a lot of just like usual fans like people love to see new jerseys exactly. i think that continuing to do stuff like that throughout the league would be smart and good especially considering how much we pay for jerseys in the yeah. first place like they might as well look cute come on <laughs> yeah like if i'm gonna spend 220 dollars, it's got to have some functionality i can't only wear this to you know one hockey game a year or two hockey games a year i've got a rotation here you got to make these more fashionable like exactly. hockey jerseys used to be fashion back in the day like in the 90s, hockey jerseys were fashion. They're not fashion anymore. We got to work on this. Yeah, it's like I I have jerseys that I like wearing, and then, like, I like wearing a Cavs jersey, but at the same time, it's like, come on. This would be yeah. way cooler if it was an eagle with stars on it. <laughs> so I can only hope that someone in the marketing team will be like, you know what? Do it. Just bring well, the back. 
while we're on the subject, what jerseys are you particularly fond of for how creative they are? I mean, obviously the Kachina Coyotes oh, yeah. jersey. That's the best jersey in the league. Like, <laughs> I feel like everyone can agree. Like, yeah, best jersey. Like, it's got great colors. It's perfect for, like, to be such, like, an unorthodox hockey city. Like, yeah. it's, it just it's, it suits it so well. It, it works for fitting, like, the local vibe. It's so original. It's so unique. Like, that's their jersey. And that's something that, like, even if you didn't watch hockey, like, if you saw someone wearing this and it's, like, an obvious sports jersey, it's, like, what is that? Like, that's <laughs> really cool looking. Like, that's something that is just fantastic. Um, and I think that every team should have cool jerseys like that that they wear very regularly. Um, what else? I Are you more of a... Oh, I was going to ask, are you more of the traditional side of jerseys where you kind of like the ones that have more or less stayed the same over time? Or do you like teams that go off the wall and kind of do something like the Kachinas, which are very different from their regular colors or the Kings going from black and silver to purple and gold? Like, which I will kind say, of like, I, like? I do have like a very soft spot for some of like the classic jerseys. Like I obviously really love, I love the Leafs jersey and I love yeah. the Habs jersey. Like, I think that they are like staple, like they don't need to be changed. Like they, like, there you go. Like that's perfect. Yeah. Great, great. Like logos, just like super good, like design wise. Um, but like, then you have teams like the Flyers. <laughs> like every time I watch a Flyers game, I'm like, these look like the jerseys from like your local community team with the fluorescent orange. Like I can't do it. So I definitely like, there's definitely a place for the more like simplistic straightforward jersey and i think that they can be great design wise but i do wish that more teams would just kind of go out of the box i really like that arizona has very much embraced like having this more different one rather than like continuing to super hold on to their more basic like i don't know like modernized yeah. logos like i don't like that i would rather things look retro and a little different and like very different between teams than like around the around like the same time that like caps retired the screaming eagle it felt like a lot of teams kind of started to have these more like streamlined minimalist like logos that i just don't think were super classic like i like it i would rather see them be like detailed or yeah. crazy or have just even just like different color schemes how many teams can we have that are red white and blue like yeah like i even think of like like the one of my favorite jerseys is the the oilers alternate ones that were like Which that, ones? the they were like the solid dark blue with like yeah. just the yeah just like the solid orange logo and numbers like that like stuff like that like you can do a simple that looks like cool um so i just i just wish that they would i hope that they continue to like push out like do launches like that where they'll have some special alternates come out where we do see more things like that actually get like worn in gameplay so yeah. Hopefully. While we're on the subject of logos, 
I was having this discussion with a few people yesterday, and it seems pretty adamant that the Blackhawks want to keep the name Blackhawks, oh. but they want to change the logo. What would you say, because the Portland Thunderbirds transitioned from being the Blackhawks to the Thunderbirds, and they kept aspects of the Native Amer- American in the logo, but it's now a bird with the the headdress with the green, red, and yellow. So if you had to kind of come up with an idea for that, where you maintain the name, but you're going away from the Native American iconography, what would you suggest? Oh, that's like, that's a tough question. I mean, like, it's definitely something that like, I've paid pretty like close attention to throughout like the sports world as like these logos have been changing. Like I know, like we just had in baseball, like became the guardians instead of, and I, and a lot of people had like backlash against that logo, like for not looking like cool enough, but like, I enjoyed that logo. I think that it's really fun. Like, I don't think that logos need to be, I think people get wrapped up in logos needing yeah. to look like tough and like cool when it's like, it can just look like fun. Like it can look neat. So I, you know, with the Hawks, it's tough. I think I would I personally would go with like the fact that everyone calls them the Hawks already. I think that doing a bird logo would probably be good. Um, just cause I think pushing it as far away <laughs> from yeah. what it is currently is probably good for them in general. Yeah, I'd probably go with, uh, if they're insistent on continuing to be called the Blackhawks, I would go with a bird logo of some sort. There's so many like good options there to just work from. You don't have to change like a ton. Like I feel like you could very easily like create something that you can just kind of slap over where you've had the old logo and have it be done with. Um, A bird's head would work very well. (laughs) So I think they could keep their colors the same if they did that. Like Come on, guys. It's time. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So now that we've kind of talked to logos and jerseys, we'll we'll circle back around to the actual rundown I gave you because I do want to keep some semblance of organization, even though this is a good conversation. So (laughs) naturally, we started with the Capitals because, you know, that's your foundation. That's your after the Capitals. What team would you say you immersed yourself in next? Which one was the one that was like, I like these guys. I want to add them to my collection that's like tough because I really like I was like I said I was only a Caps fan for a really long time um the first time I really started paying attention to any other teams was the um like the 2015 draft class that was something that that, like yeah (laughs) that draft class broke all of our brains and we've never recovered Yeah. So that was like, cause that was another thing where it's like, I had just moved out of DC and to Florida, um, like that year. And that was something that like, my dad was like, Hey, like these guys are like all the same age as you, like you should pay attention to them. Like, what are they going to do? Like, there's some really good dudes here. And so like, I kind of, I was invested in that draft class. And so I kind of like, I wasn't like super following any of the teams, but like I definitely paid attention to um, a lot of those guys. Um, but I wouldn't say I necessarily like became like a huge fan. Like I definitely like I started like paying more attention to like the Leafs after they had like Marner and Matthews on there, and then like I would 
follow McDavid and that sort of thing. So like, I wasn't like super on top of like being a fan of those teams yet, but I, that's when I started becoming like more aware of like the league at large. Um, but yeah, living in Florida um, and going to see Caps games at Amelie and kind of like getting to watch the Bolts, I would say that's when I kind of started. I would say that the Bolts became like my second team. So um, then definitely like more recently, like I, I've like moved back and forth between DC and Florida like multiple times in my life. Um, when I was living in Florida last, I started going to like more Bolts games and becoming like a bigger fan of them and actually paying attention to them. Um, and yeah, I just, again, I became like a huge fan of a bunch of the guys on that team. Uh, I thought that they were really fun. They're really fun to watch. And then it's been a good time to be a Bolts fan since then. Yeah. Like the past couple of years of being a Bolts fan has been great. Um, definitely can't complain. So I would say like after Caps, definitely Bolts are my like second, my second faves for sure. Um, and I, that was literally just proximity because I wanted to be able to see more hockey while I was living there and they were the closest team. And so I latched right on. <laughs> Is it okay that the lightning basically wear knockoff Leafs jerseys? Is that okay I, with you? I hate it. I will be honest <laughs> with you. I hate it. And, uh, as I mostly hate it because they have the perfect Jersey in their black alternate jersey. Yeah. It is so good. It is so diff. I wish, I wish they would just make their colors like the black and silver. Like I think that it would work so well. Um, I would much prefer to see everyone in those jerseys. I'd much prefer to see the team in those jerseys. Uh, it, it's just, it's such a good, it's such a good look, and it's so different. Like there's so many, like I said, there's so many teams that are just some variation of red, white, and blue, and yeah considering the fact, like you said, the Leafs jerseys are almost identical aside from yeah. the, like, if you, if you put like, just looking at like a Leafs and Bolts game, like if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't even know where you were. So yeah. it's, yeah. I wish that they would just make the black alternate the go-to every day, maybe one day. So, <laughs> oh, if only, they had that jersey from like 10 years ago with the palm trees on it, like be, even yeah i love the old like bolt float with like the 3d and like yeah the, it was like that was good like i do not like their simplified logo looks yeah. disappointedly at my point jersey in my closet but you uh, know my 510 king what a guy <laughs> uh as someone who's taller than that i i can feel a little accomplished but at the same time it's like yeah it's fine he's 510 it doesn't matter he's better than everyone else it's fine Go off, short kings. They're they're invading the NHL. Like there's lots of short guys out there now. But... Yeah, we're we're slowly but surely getting away from the 200 decrepit hockey men who have been making decisions for the last 50 years. So the yeah. more we do that, the more they're going to be like, all right, that kid's fast as hell. I want him on my team, which is what Braden Point is now. And it's interesting because I talked about this a few weeks ago with someone. He wasn't that fast coming into the league. He just got fast by working at it forever and ever. So it's a testament to, you know, not judging people by their size, where they played, that kind of thing. So exactly. definitely a very compelling player. Someone, I still don't understand how they went from, yeah, we have Stamkos and Kucherov on the same line too. We have Point and Kucherov and it's better now. Like that yeah. shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't yeah. be allowed to do that. <laughs> 
zone. Yeah, the Bolts are definitely like <laughs> they're a team. Every time I watch them, I'm like, God, like how like how does this team exist? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I was saying to a friend the other day, I was like, in watching the Bolts, like enjoy being a Bolts fan is just having expensive taste. Like. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get a team like this and like insert yeah. insert cap joke here um but yeah it, it's crazy to watch those guys play together like unbelievable just i think what really gets me about them and like i think this kind of gets me with all the teams is just like the the player dynamics like i will yeah. always enjoy watching a team that like i think really like shows how good of a dynamic the players have with each other um like that's something that you always hear from the caps is like how good like the locker room vibe is that like everyone gets along really well and i feel like you can see it on the ice and that's the same thing with the bolts like i feel like you can like just tell like how well all these guys work together um and i mean it shows for them it's a lot of really talented guys who work really well together um it's crazy to get to watch like players like point and headman like and stamkos like on the same team like it's cool it's really cool (laughs) that's the easier selling point you could possibly have to being a fan of a team you're 11 yeah this is the best team in hockey they have three of the 12 best players in the entire sport yeah it's like you're gonna like oh and like not even to mention vasileski like just like like just as like a goalie fan like i feel like if you like goalies like you're gonna have fun watching the bolts just because he's insane like it's it's so cool to watch him play we need to have a site we need to have a socio analysis of why everybody on hockey twitter loves goalies so much i, I <laughs> there's it's something so inexpl- about them i think it's just that they're weird like all of them are a little bit weird so we all find the quirks kind of cute and like something <laughs> to be like all right they're weird like me i can appreciate this like them getting wheeled around on the little carts that flurry doing the cut co- doing the tumble in the tunnel wearing all his pads like all right these guys are weird i can identify with this okay they, they're yeah. definitely having a little bit of fun yeah i definitely like the first like player i ever got like super attached to where i was like i need to follow whatever this dude's doing was grubauer back when okay. he was on the caps and like i would go to hershey and like watch him play there like i like and and then i became an abs fan because of him <laughs> like so it's like there's the goalies have something about them that yeah irresistible to many hockey fans <laughs> i think it's the fact they're shaped like the dunkel scored from ikea and i think that's what we all like about them they just Dude, have the tiny just head like, on the enormous so... body yeah <laughs> Yeah. I think that's what I'm circling back to. That's my working theory. We all just want a Dunkel scored, but we don't have one because I can't. Goalies never are just not. shaped like a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. They're friend shaped. They're friend shaped. We've been talking about it a lot here, and this is like this is what Megan and I spent a solid 50 minutes the first time she was on talking about was just the lore, the storylines. I feel there's something innate about hockey where it's everybody's got such a dramatic upbringing. It's like, true. There's no, no one is normal no one is like yeah he went to high school he went to college he got drafted he's in the league now it's his dad was in the league his uncle was in the league he's got to live up to these expectations or he was over in russia he got drafted he stayed over there for three years he's all mysterious he comes over at 22 years old and he's already one of the best players in the league like there's no there's no normal people in hockey everybody's got this dramatic story yeah and i i feel like a big thing is just that like like you have that team bond in 
every team sport, but I feel like it is just higher level in hockey. The way that like teams talk about like how important that dynamic is. And like, I think it really does come from like the fact that, and obviously like, as we both know, there are tons of issues with hockey culture, but like a big part of it is like, just you are so like, like it's like a way of life more than just being like a sport that you play. Um, And I think definitely like with having foreign players that come over here when they're very young and like their team is their family, basically. Like it, it definitely like, like I said, it comes across in a lot of teams, like just how close these like teams are and how much like that they like openly express the sort of like feeling like it's just a big family. And so I think that it's very easy like with any sport, it's easy to become very invested in your team. And I think hockey like is just the environment for it, like grows that even more. Um, I think it comes out in like the fact that like the way celebrations are in hockey, like that is something that's like, like it's very visceral. Like, yes, we're all out here cheering. We're all piling on top of each other. Like it's very easy to like feel like part of that whole thing and I think like to become more invested in a lot of these players because like you know that this is so much of their life and that that is like that has been their life for so long um like you said no one is like a very very few of the players just like have sort of a average Joe and then like they just end up playing in the NHL like a lot of people like this has been like everything since they were five years old or like I said have like they left everything they've known like at 20 to come play in a country they've never been to so it's yeah an emotional sport as I've said I mean the game ends and everybody gets in line to give the goalie a hug like that's something that's very easy to understand and like you did a good job today thank you you give them a hug and you move along like there's something about that yeah there really is and not to turn it into a workers' revolution type thing, but that's because they make less money than all the other athletes. There's a very like, oh, we only ha- get nine hundred seventy grand for three years, and we got to pay taxes on it. And yes, I said only before that, but you know, you come into the NBA, you make twelve million dollars a year right out of the gate. The NFL, that kind of thing. There is that kind of familial thing part of it because they do take care of each other. The guys yeah. who do make a lot more money than the rest of them do have them live with each other. Like, the sheer volume of stories of yeah. Yeah, the two rookies, they live in my basement and my wife feeds them. Like there's yep. something that's not happening in the NBA. It's so true. Like there is just the 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 entire like everything surrounding like the game itself, like how a lot of them live, how a lot of them get here, like just the level at which like hockey is like all professional athletes are getting their bodies like absolutely wrecked while they're out there, but like hockey especially it's a lot it's very like you know they go through a lot together out there so it's I don't know how anyone can like really watch the sport and not like kind of have a little bit of a tug on the heartstrings like you know that like these dudes care about each other so it's you know I think that that's something that like once you I think that's why a lot of people kind of have like a I never knew hockey was like this reaction once you show it to them for the first time. 
because it's not just the like oh they can hit each other oh there's fight it's like oh like they're not just fighting to fight like they're fighting because like you hurt one of their people usually yeah. or like you know like it's like there's this very like that a lot of other sports don't have just this yeah. sort of like i don't even know psychosis how to... yeah like there is craziness like, it's like this isn't these are like knights on ice yeah <laughs> so... it's so it's so melodramatic compared to the it other is. sports. It is. It's a very dramatic sport. <laughs> yeah. uh, Knox is going to make fun of me for talking nice about hockey for this long. This is going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this is the, the Dave curse of, of yeah. hockey. is Positivity. Like hockey because it's fun and makes you... Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, the positivity is good, though. The positivity is good. We, I need more of that in my hockey experience because i'm sometimes i just get too miserable and at say, the end of the day you know it it is just it is supposed to be fun it is supposed to be I fun. Say, there's there's a lot there's a lot about hockey to be miserable about and that is important to know and pay attention yes. um definitely not something to be ignored but like at the same time like also it's a sport that has brought joy to many many people's lives and continues to and that needs to be uh we need to take care of like the terrible things and like pay attention yeah. and bring light to the terrible things so that like everyone can enjoy what a good sport it can be when it is good because when it's good it's yeah. really good like <laughs> yeah yeah matt dumba said it hockey's a good sport but it could be a lot better if more people played it which is the ethos that i found amongst people in our age group in early 20s mid 20s is kind of the thing where it's you want to get involved in hockey okay this is what you got to watch this these are the folks these are the folklore stories you need to know these are the little babies we need to protect these are the trap picks at the child auction you need to know about <laughs> like there's a very clear like okay you want to be part of this come join we want more people like us there's a very clear cut there's a delineation between the people who are kind of a little bit more older and jaded who are just like leave me alone. I want to watch hockey. And the people in our age bracket who still have that enthusiasm and like, this is the best thing ever. And I just want more people to be able to appreciate it. Like I do, which yeah. is, I, which is one of the reasons why we get each other so well is just the, <laughs> this is the best like, there's nothing better than good hockey. There really isn't. Yeah. I, I was very lucky in this last, like part of like the reason that I joined like hockey Twitter and like have been like, creating as much and like actually sharing like my hockey art for the first time um one of my best friends like I had been just like watching the season and I asked one of my best friends like hey like do you want to watch a game with me like I haven't had anyone to watch games with and he was like oh yeah I've actually been like really meaning to get into hockey because like he's originally from Seattle and he was like, we're about to get a team, I heard. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you are. Like, I'm about to get you into hockey so you can be ready for Kraken. So it's, I've really had like the, like the total like one-on-one -on -one experience of like getting to explain this game like from scratch to someone and like show them like, they, like he got into it like right towards the end of regular season. I turned him into a Caps fan. Like he got to watch this like whole, last playoff run and his like first Stanley Cup and everything and like so it was very fun to kind of like really see someone like experience that and like get into it and like feel how exciting it can be to follow a team that whole way um 
and it was just kind of like a reminder of like man like I like I, I like this like I want to be a part yeah. of like other people my age like enjoying this sport um and yeah it's I'm very thankful for that <laughs> this was a lot of fun thank you for coming yeah thank you for having me like I lots of rambling about various things but it's been very fun to talk about all of these teams and this wonderful and crazy and terrible sport we call hockey <laughs> Before I get you out of here, you got to plug the artwork because every single time you put, every single time you publish something, I'm just like, I send it to Knox and Megan and we spend five minutes talking about it. Ah, uh, you guys, you guys. <laughs> Not to, I don't want to give you too big of a head, but you know. <laughs> no, no, it means a lot. It means a lot. Um, yeah. So you can find my hockey art on Twitter and just my general hockey ramblings at hockey enjoyer, which is a, a you know, that explains me very well. Um, but yeah, that's at Hockey Enjoyer on Twitter is where I post just hockey stuff. Um, if you want to find any of my other art or find me on other platforms, aka Instagram, that's the only one I'm other super active on. Uh, it's Magic Dave, which is M-X-G-I-C Dave. Um, so you can find me there for all of my things that I make. So yeah, thank you so much absolutely we will definitely have you back around just because i need someone else to give me positive energy because everybody else who comes on is just like my hockey team is terrible they're ruining my life their decisions make no sense so we need more positivity we need more positivity i will gladly come back and i know once regular season gets started i'll i'll have many thoughts so <laughs> I, i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it all right guys i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode have a good weekend. We will be back on Monday. Not sure what the topic will be. It'll probably just be a weekend recap. Hopefully some crazy shit happens like last weekend so we have something to talk about. I will see you guys then.